Hey everyone, it's Jay here. I just wanted to interrupt you before you listen to the episode and say that first of all, we'd like to thank the amazing Georgie, aka Chapsketch, for working with Squidge to create the featured image for the entire Cupboard of Shame series. You should take a look at your podcatcher right now. Seriously, it's amazing. Go check it out. I think you'll agree that it's an amazing piece and that you should definitely check out Georgie's work. There will be links in the show notes appearing in your podcatcher and on the website, i.e. over at wafflingtailors.rocks, where you can find out more and even perhaps commission a piece. I don't know. Tell them, tell Georgie that we sent you and she'll know where the works come from because Georgie's ace. Anyway, I'm going to let you listen to the show now. Catch you later. No, I've got your attention. Before the spiel of the intro stuff goes on, I just want to mention this show contains swears, so please be aware if there are little ones around, there are going to be swears. I can't tell you how bad they're going to be, but the most egregious ones will be bleeped. Enjoy the show! With the invention of the War with Jay series, I thought I might throw my hat into creating a segment. I decided to go with a topic that is a demon of my own creation. The Cupboard of Shame. I know that time and effort are needed to make any game. I am in no way saying each game is bad or indeed shameful. Just out of the ordinary for me to have purchased them. I'll be able to cover one game in each segment, giving the reasons for not only buying it, but how much playtime I gave the game in question. Best just to say that I'm going to give this a go and see where it leads. So with that in mind, Cue the intro, please. Let's go with the ideas. An Australian merchant, right? He's on the run, right? He's just too far. He took things too far. He took on too many contracts. He's he's banned from most countries for trying to smuggle in koalas and ground up didgeridoos. Okay, so he can't get work anywhere else apart from unnamed city in year two zero. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Cupboard of Shame. I am one of the co-hosts of Waffling Tailors. My name is Squidge. Might as well introduce myself. I'm not going to introduce my guest yet because he snuck in the side door. Don't think I didn't see you. I will int- I will basically explain the premise of the show. Now, the, the name of the show is Namesake Only, Cupboard of Shame. I'm not saying any game is shameful. Overly shameful. There are a couple of exceptions. Hopefully we'll never get to them, but when we do, it'll be a riot. Um, it's not shameful or bad in any way, um, any way possible. It's a case of, um, you know, the, the whole point of the show is we, we dive into the questions, you know, what, why'd you buy this? You know, what was the idea behind it? What's, you know, was it a gift? Was it thrown at you from a great distance? Was it shoved up your nose as a Christmas present? That kind of thing. Um, that's what we try and do. So a prime example is um, if someone you know is primarily an FPS gamer, so I don't know, Call of Duty, Battlefield, that kind of crap, and you went round to their house and you found out they were playing Hello Kitty Roller Ring. My initial, my, my initial... Um, approach to that would be so what you know it's is it a gift you know what what made you buy this game was it a you know uh last minute till purchase did you just want it whereas other people might say something along the lines of what the f- 
do you buy that for? So I'd, I'd rather deep dive and try to find out the reasons behind getting stuff like this, whether it's a guilty pleasure, that kind of thing. So now that we've got all that out of the way, out of spiel, uh, I don't know how we got here. I saw him sneaking in. All I saw was a beard walking in the side door. <laughs> You're not as sneaky as you think you are. So go ahead. I'm not by myself. I'm not talking to a brick wall, mainly because brick wall isn't returning my calls. So I might as well get people on. So, guest, please introduce yourself. I'm a super secret sneaky ninja. Everyone that believes on that stand on the head. Hey, everyone. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a person. That's who I am. An intro. Yay. Hi, 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 I'm a person. Honest. I have a certificate stating that fact. So, yeah, it's Jay. <laughs> I've invaded your show, Squidge. I'm a, a filthy show invader. That's what oh, I Oh, what happened again? I'll tighten up the security. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure the bots have lasers this time instead of just harsh language. Uh, yeah, uh, the problem was that you used harsh language, but you also installed a sensor, so they just bleeped at me. And I'm like, is that all you're going to do? You're going to bleep. All right, fair enough. I just walked around them. I didn't install the bleep. You did something to it. Maybe I hacked them. Yeah, you see, the problem is the listener can't see you, but Squidge is shaking his head at me. He's all sorts of upset with me now. Not the only thing I'm shaking at you. <laughs> oh, 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 steady on. <laughs> My show, do what I like. All right, fair enough. So, introduce yourself. Yeah, so I am Jay. I'm one of the two Waffling Tailors. The other Waffling Tailor is that fellow over there that you can't see because you're not watching, you're listening. But it's that fellow who was just talking just now. Um, and I am, I, yeah, I'm one of the Waffling Tailors. I also do a bit of podcasting in, in other arenas. I got one of them awards from Microsoft telling me that I do stuff. And they're like, yes, well done. Pat on the head. Well done. So, yeah, uh, that's me, I guess. I don't get time to play many video games these days. So I, I come on shows like this to get recommendations for the video games I should play. That's what well, I do. So, 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 Microsoft, so Microsoft patted you on the head, also patted you on your ass and went, very good. Go to the other arena. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Well done. That's very good. Now, Have a biscuit. Yeah, yeah, you know, like when you were a kid and you drew a picture and you show it to your parents and they go, lovely. Like, that that was it. It was just like, there was no affectation in it. It was just lovely. You know, that, that, right? That's what they did. No, they didn't. They didn't. I'm being really horrible. They didn't do that at all. It but, I genuinely, but, I, but I genuinely do. If, if anyone's actually interested... I can share some pictures. Um, I can point them in the direction. I am actually a Microsoft MVP, so that means that I've done some stuff that they're very happy about, and they give me loads of free stuff. So, wow. yeah. Loads. Really? Yeah. you got a mug and a plaque. That's loads. I've got, okay, right. I've got a mug and a plaque, but squidge some of the other stuff you get that you can't talk about. I'll maybe tell you about after we finish recording. Secret what? intel is what you get. That's it. Um, you, 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 you get a version of paper that's not compatible with this version of pen. That's what you get. It's a really old Windows XP joke. Anyway, right, moving on. Right, what are we doing? It's Windows ME. That one. Could be wrong. Oh, fair enough. Then. Okay, fair enough. The right, operating so system gets too much flack, I think. Windows ME was really good. I, I really enjoyed using it. 
I a lot did. of people gave it loads of flack, but right, essentially it should have been Windows 98 Service Pack 3. That's what it should have been. But because the Millennium was right around the corner, they went, if we stick the word Millennium on it and charge people 75 to $150 for it, we can make some money on this. And it's, that, that's it's essentially that. what they did. That is it's not that. It's not. Microsoft are fond of putting three anywhere on their advertising. Or nine, for some reason. No, I'll tell you why the nine thing is, right? Go, going into some deep technical law here, right? During the nine... This is the only time you've got to do it, by the way. Right. It ain't Real happening again. Lesson, right. Real quick lesson, right? During the 90s and the early 2000s, when people were making apps and games, they didn't want their app or game to boot on an old version of Windows, pre-Windows 95, right? Um, and if they wanted to do specific things, like if you were booting the game on Windows XP, or if you were booting it on Windows 98 or Windows 95, because Windows is famously backward compatible, anything that runs on modern Windows will run, uh, anything that runs on old Windows, sorry, will run on modern Windows. That's the, that's the, that's the thing that they promise. Apple don't do this. The Linuxes kind of do this, but don't, um, but yeah, uh, so, right, so. If you wanted to detect whether your computer was running Windows 95 or Windows 98 when your app was running, you'd poke at the registry. The registry is this big, like a big table, big file full of all the different settings on your computer. And what people did was they went, well, there's this, 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 this setting, right? If it's on Windows 3.1, it returns 3.1. If it's on Windows XP, it returns the words NT. And if it's on Windows 95, 98, 98 Service Pack 1, or 98 Service Pack 2, then it will return... 95, 98, 98 SP1, 98 SP2. Programmers are lazy. What they did was they poked at that value and it came, and if it came back with a 9 in it, they went, well, it's Windows 95 and 98. Well, one of the, one of the four uh, operating systems that could have been. And so they did that, which is why we can't have a Windows 9. Because a Windows 9, if you poke at that area of the registry, will return 9. So all those apps that were built specifically for 95 and 98 will fail immediately. That's why we don't have a Windows 9, if that's what you were getting at, Squidge. There's, there's an easy way to figure out if you've got Windows 98 or 95. What you do is you plug in a peripheral without installing drivers first. Yeah. If you it. get the blue screen, you know you've got an old version of Windows. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that's true. Or, or you, 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 know, you know that you know, you'll you, get showing off plug and play. Yeah, you know, when you plug it in, your computer goes, eh, you know, it, it works. It stops Absolutely. working, stops responding, you know. That's how you know you got an old one. Now, screaming back to the plot. Absolutely. After that pseudo-chemistry lesson. So, what game do you want to yeet, chuck, dropkick, and throw with reckless abandon into the cupboard of shame? So it's technically three games, right? The actual game I want to throw into the cupboard of shame is called Power Blade 2 on the NES. But I can't talk about Power Blade 2 without talking about Power Blade. And I can't talk about Power Blade without talking about Power Blazer. All three were games for the NES, right? Are you allowed to chuck more than one into the, into the cupboard of shame, Squid? You're, you're setting the rules here. What's the rules? It's, it's one. Yeah. Now... If you're going to chuck Power Blade 2 in, mm-hmm. that's fine. And you can compare to other things, but it has to be just one. Yeah, okay. Power Blade 2 is what we're throwing into. That's what I would like to nominate to be thrown into the Cupboard of Shame, please. 
Power Blade 2. I didn't play much Power Blade 2. I know that it came out in Japan of 92, I think. Let me just check. I've got some notes here. Yeah, so 92, arse end of 92, September, October time was Japan and North America, NTSC, respectively. It never came out over here, and I can see why. Not over um, in the UK, it didn't, because it was dreadful. But Power Blade 2, for the, for the English part of the name, in Japan, it was known as Captain Saver, which makes as much sense as a Dalek poetry reading session. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Captain Saver, Dalek poetry. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, also I'd, I'd, some about. I'll just go screaming to the first one. Why not? Let's, let's just jump into it. Nowhere in the game does it say in the first Power Blade game does it say Nova's qualifications. I mean, nobody knows who Nova is, right? It could be anyone. It could be absolutely anyone. He uses a boomerang as a weapon. He could be an Australian mercenary. Let's go with the idea. It's an Australian mercenary, right? He's on the run, right? He's just too far. He took things too far. He took on too many contracts. He's, he's banned from most countries for trying to smuggle in koalas and ground-up didgeridoos, okay? So he can't get work anywhere else apart from unnamed city in year 2-0. So... Nova is the guy to go to. We don't know his qualifications. I like to think that he smuggled in didgeridoos, ground up didgeridoos. You know, that that could be the new designer drug. I just had a pinch of didgeridoo. Yeah, so we we don't know who he is. Uh, why a boomerang? Why why a boomerang? So in order to answer all of those questions, right? I gotta, don't say yes. I got to dial back a little bit. Let's go back. Let's do. Let's. Let's Tarantino this, right? Let's go back a little bit. No. Let's we'd have to start We'd have to start halfway through, scream to the end, then the beginning, then three quarters in, then have Samuel L. Jackson swearing at us. So what we'll do instead is we'll do where he got that idea from, and that's the monsters. But very few now? people know. Yeah, very few people know that there's an episode of the monsters that did the Tarantino decades before the Tarantino. Like, it starts, and Herman Munster is running towards the camera, and everyone's screaming, and then it freeze frames, and he goes, I'm Herman Munster, and I bet you're wondering what's going on here. So let's go back. And it goes back three days prior, and leads up to that scene again. So, yeah, Tarantino, not the first person. I mean, he wouldn't have been the first person anyway, right? But not even the first famous people. Uh, Depends on how you define famous, right? But the Munsters were pretty famous in their day. He, when when you said you know it was a it was running towards the camera, it's like I wonder how I wonder I bet you wonder how I got myself into this situation. I just got reminded of a picture I saw before, and it was Rebecca Chambers from Resident Evil Zero, and there's three hunters closing down on her. Mm-hmm. And the name of the picture was I bet you wonder how I got myself into this situation. But before the before the name of it, it was like record scratch. You know? Oh right, I see. <laughs> it just reminded me of it. So. Uh, so yeah, let's let's talk about Power Blade, right? Because in order to talk about Power Blade Two, because you've dropped some hints there about Nova and all that kind of stuff, let's talk about Power Blade, right? I am going to just jump in and do this real quick, right? So Power Blade was a game for the NES, right? In this game, you play totally not Arnold Schwarzenegger, or however you're supposed to pronounce it, because I'm pretty per- terrible at pronouncing the name, but I can do the act, you know? So I can do that. that. I can't even do that. Yeah, I'm dreadful at it, but. You have to believe me. No, um, so, right. You Not play Arnold Schwarzenegger, right, who doesn't, who, who runs around 80s action hero style with a tank top on and everything, right, but doesn't use his fists, 
doesn't use guns, uses a boomerang. Right? Ammunition's expensive in this universe. Absolutely, which is vaguely daft as it is, right? And not knowing where the game, where the first game came from, that's realistically all you really need to know, right? But, right, when you realize where the, where the first game Power Blade came from, it kind of makes sense why it's daft and why it's a boomerang, right? Because Power Blade itself, right, is they took a game called Power Blazer, right, which was released in Japan around 91, 1990, 1991, and it was essentially a Mega Man clone, right? Except you're this little cutesy robot type fella, you got to run around and you chuck your boomerang. You can only throw one and it can only go certain, uh, a certain distance in front of you, right? The, but you can throw it in any of the eight directions around you, right? Because it's 2D side on, right? Um, and it's very much like um, like uh, Mega Man. When the when the translation over to the US and the UK happened, everything about the game changed except for the boomerang and the music. Like literally everything. The only things that didn't change were the music, the boomerang, and the fact that it was a NES game. So the but one of the other things that they kept but changed slightly was the beginning part you had Nova or the Mega Man clone. He sort of stands there and he looks to a side before you start the main game. Now, the version we got over here, Arnold Schwarzenegger with his cool shades. Japanese version, imagine Little Mac from Punch-Out with a blue boxing head on, a blue boxing helmet on, because that's who it is. Little Mac had a secondary job, and that's throwing boomerangs, because his knuckles are knackered at this point. All that boxing, you know. How many Punch-Out games were there? Like, one? So, yeah, he needed another job. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. Supplement your income. But, yeah. Absolutely. Supplement your punch out income. Now, so, so go, go I've, I've got I've got multiple descriptions for the story here, mm-hmm. which I'm going to get into because there's one part of the story that I never realized. So I've got a description for the first one, a description for the second one. I'm going to use the more fun, lengthier versions of both. So I'm going to set the scene for both. Okay. So here we go. After years of fighting that took my... Hang on, wait a minute. This is the first game, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't very clear. Power, so Power Blade, right? Not Power, Power Blazer, not Power Blade no. 2. No, this is Power Blade. I'll, I'll give you the really long intro, the short intro, then my intro. Oh yeah, I've got them. After years of fighting that took millions of casualties, Earth is recovering from revolts of the 22nd century. It's a bit too close to the nose at the moment. Uh, In 2191 or 2000, New Earth has a master computer that holds a secret database of off-colony planets, off-colony planets functioning. Man, this is a tongue twister. In the wrong hands, the database could prove fatal to the whole planet. It must be covered in uranium or something. One day, aliens attack the master computer, because of course it's fucking aliens, making the master control program malfunction. I love this next line. Nova, a lord of the ancient power blade, is summoned to take care of the situation. <laughs> the power blade is is a glowing energy boomerang that Nova uses to defend himself. An ancient blade. Yeah. The only one that can wield the ancient blade. Now, that was Wikipedia, right? Game Facts is much more straight to the point. 22nd, 22nd century warrior, all in caps. When Earth's 
when New Earth's master computer is attacked by aliens, only Nova, Lord of the Ancient Power Blade, can battle through the control center and restore the database. Much punchier, right? Absolutely. I took it upon myself to write my own intro. <laughs> Not the second one, just the first one, okay? Yeah, again, yeah so this is Power Blade on the NES, right? Power yeah, first one. Okay. On his way to head office to complain about the tickets he bought to go see Cyborg One Direction, only to be shocked they were genuine, Nova gets his <laughs> Nova gets a new mission to stop a Python implementation test gone wrong. It all started when machine learning picture creation tool gained sentience and started forging passports. From there, it took to reading the stock market, and before you knew it, it took, took over sectors of production, commerce in insert future city name here. I love it. I love it. That should have been the actual plot of the game. Absolutely love it. If, if, if only I was fully grown at that time of day. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. steady on. <laughs> it, if, if only I was an adult back then, you know, and I see, I get what you part mean. of the industry. <laughs> steady on, steady on. Um, so I'm going to give you the shorter intro for Power Blade 2. Okay. This is on GameFAQs, right? Yep. Time to sharpen the blade. I mean... There's more, but I think we could just leave it there. That's, yeah, uh, that's fine. That's it. That's, that's... Time to sharpen okay. the blade. Okay, so moving on. So that, that's your intro. <laughs> let's, let's chuck it up slightly, because it was only on one format. Technically, we shouldn't have had access to it, but whatever. So... Give me, in your own words, a rough overview of Power Blade 2. Okay, so Power Blade 2 is... is it, I need to talk about the, the story to development history, right? So Power Blazer comes out in Japan, and they're like, this did pretty well. Um, don't think it'll sell well in the States, though. So why don't we take the game, change almost literally everything in it to be more American-friendly, right? And then we'll release that. Power Blade in the US and the UK, or rather in the US and Europe, sold like hotcakes. So they were like, holy mother flubbing, flubbing stuff that's flubbing on my shirt. Um, I need no, to... No, you can swear. It's fine. You don't want... I don't, it's fine. I, I thought it was punchier without it, but okay. Right. Holy mother on my shirt. Um this thing is selling really well. We need to, like, we got it all wrong when we made the first one. So maybe we take the, the, the American first one and make a sequel to it. Now in the, so in the, in the original game, it's all cutesy-wootsy, and you're running through little mazes very, very similar to Mega Man. So I'm not trying to uh, rag on it at all. If you like Mega Man, you're going to love Power Blazer, right? Um, and then Power Blade, right? It's again, you know, you read the you read the instruction, you read the so again, you read the uh, the the intro spiel there. It is set in sort of like a dystopian future, not necessarily a cyberpunky dystopian future, or rather, not what people think cyberpunk means. People think cyberpunk means like dystopian and rainy and you know um, and, and all that kind of stuff. But it, actually, it's not. It's just you know sticking. It might be in that. different locations, but I will hit you with a whip. Cyberpunk just means. Sticking it to the man using technology. 
But moving on, right? Okay, so it's set in this sort of robotic future, computerizey sort of thing, right? And you are literally running left to right sometimes, and sometimes right to left, and sometimes top to bottom, flinging your um your your yeah, rack of boom. That's it, flinging the boomerang, the power blade. Um, and destroying enemies and, and breaking into computer systems and getting cassette tapes because it was made in the, the late 80s into the 90s and defeating the master control program. Almost very eerily similar to Tron, really, right? Power Blade 2 comes out, or Captain Saver comes out, and it is completely different. It is Metroidvania with a brown and red color scheme that is like so cyberpunk that it goes off the deep end and becomes like, you know, those 80s synthwave movies, the low budget sort of like scanners and freakers or whatever it was called, trances, that kind of, it becomes yeah. that, right? And I've got nothing against that because trances is a, is a fantastic film and you should all go watch it. But it becomes that sort of brown, gray, like in the game, in the in the second game, um, Nova rides around on a motorcycle. He didn't do that in the first one. So it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger meets Sylvester Stallone Cobra style, you know? So, I mean, I've seen, I've seen footage of it. I've seen it played. How much of the screen is taken up at the bottom with the details? There's at least a quarter of it. Yeah. So like on the NES, you had what? Uh, 200 pixels by 300 like pixels, something like that. 320, 240, 320 by 200, something like that. Um, yeah, a good, like, I'm saying this in, in the modern era where we've got billions of pixels on screen, right? You know, you probably, you're, prob- you're probably standing there in front of your 4K monitor, right? So when I say 20 pixels, you're like, but that's like, that's like one pixel, right? But like, when you've only got 300 pixels, <laughs> that's almost 10% of your screen is taken up with all of the, the status information, right? And you say to me, but Jay, they did the same thing on Super Mario Brothers 3. But I will posit to you, in Super Mario Brothers 3, most of all of that information along the bottom of the screen is useful. You've got a P-bar that tells you whether you're running fast enough. You've got a timer that's constantly ticking down. You can hit pause and then hit select and choose a power-up when you're not in the when you're not in the when you're in the overworld. You can you can see how many coins you've got, how many how many lives you've got. This status bar is practically useless in Power Blade 2. Like, it displays a score, which doesn't matter. A timer, which again, when it runs out, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's got like a power level, which has nothing to do with any of the power-ups you pick up. It's kind of pointless and useless, really. We're at, we're at screaming completely into a different thing, which we'll get to in a second. But, uh, okay. So, yeah, you... um. It's a decent enough explanation of Power Blade 2, I think. Uh, I could go into more of it, but sharpen your blade seems to work just as good. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so. It's probably just continuing what you just said, but what is so bad about this game? Right. Imagine they took Mega Man, right, and took away the color scheme, took away the interesting enemies, took away the storyline and then went with whatever's left. Why don't we make a Metroid? Now I say that I love Metroid games. I'm dreadful at them. Mm. I love Metroid games, right? 
But when you when your core components of your game and you've stripped everything out, you've got move right to left and attack stuff. It's not a very compelling game, right? There are no once you've gotten like there's the your boomerang, right? You can throw it a certain distance in front of you. You pick up a power up, you can throw it a little bit further. And you pick up another power up, you can pull up, throw it a little bit further. And then uh, you pick a final one up and it becomes it goes from blue into red. Right? And you can throw as many of those as you want, and they'll go pretty much halfway across the screen, right? That's it. That's the entirety of your power-ups you can get. You can get the Power Blade suit, but I've never found it in the sequel. So, like, it's called Power Blade, but it's got not, not got the Power Blade in it, right? Because the, the, so, so just to set that little bit of expectation, I realize I've played the game loads. People listening may not have even heard of it, right? In the first game, the game is called Power Blade because there is a, in the universe of the game, there's a mythical um, suit you can put on that lets you, instead of throwing boomerangs, wave your arm and just send out a blast of plasma in front of you. The Power Blade, right? That's what it's named after. But this Power Blade doesn't exist in the sequel. Well, it does. You just haven't found it. So no, essentially what you're telling exists, me... But I haven't found it. So essentially what you're telling me is uh, Captain Saver... Mm-hmm. Is a sepia, flat-chested, crew-cut Samus who throws a shoulder blade, a shoulder-mounted armor at everyone. Yes, that that's is, the vibe that, I'm getting. Those are the actual words that I used. Yes. Mm. I mean, that, in, in that they're not, but yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. See, in, in the universe of the first Power Blade, it kind of works. You know, you've you've got this boomerang, this power power blade, whatever it's called, inverted quotes, whatever, and you use that to take down whatever. You know, I've never tried to hack anything with a boomerang, but, you know, I'll stick it on the bucket list. Um, by the time the second game rolls around, and from what I've seen, you're going through a lot of, like, machinery and there's high-tech equipment and there's, like, factory floors that move and stuff. I'm thinking... Couple of grenades, a nerf gun, and a super soaker. I'll give me twenty minutes. I'll sort your problem out. Absolutely right. You don't need you don't need the ability to to throw a boomerang. Just chuck loads of water in there, and it'll break it all. Like if if what's the problem? If it's all ran by machinery, just turn it off and on again. Like if they'd have just gone, why don't we make this game Splatoon? Right, that would have made it so much simpler. Or try installing multiple copies of Half Life Two at the same time. Well, yeah, that's that. That would break. On, I'm pretty sure that would still break a computer these days. Does it run Crisis? Getting flashbacks. Yeah. Not since Soul Half Life Two. I'm just getting flashbacks. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. We've lost it, folks. Quick, everybody, run and hide. Uh, I'm back. Right there, we go. So, right. So that was. Is that all? That's bad about the game. Come on, there must be more. So they took the the amazing killer soundtrack of the first game, right? Which has some fantastic music. So you can you can already hear, right? There's like a it starts kind of there's a wondrous like oh what's this? I don't know what's going on. Just a right, and then da 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 da. It's all there. The dudes and the dads, right? Everything you need to know about this game can be summed up in dudes and dads that are available in that music. It is. It, it punches you in the face, as I've said multiple times when talking about music. Uh, it, it's perfectly 80s. 
it fits with the what the NES can uh, achieve. It's got some bangers on there. That's what you're saying. It absolutely does have some absolute bangers of the soundtrack. And then you you play the sequel, and it's like it's like the music's going. Look at look after yourself. Yeah, there's your there's your music. I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit in the corner. I'm the music, right? I'm gonna go sit in the corner and I'm gonna have a cigarette and. And um, you, you, you're going to walk away, and you're not going to like me anymore. That's what you're going to do. So this like, is for an action have... game, right? You want the music to be grabbing you by the shoulders and shaking you backwards and forwards. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's violent as that, but it kind of sounds like, from what I've heard, that the guy who was composing it was reading a magazine in his left hand, and his right hand was just tapping keys on a synthesizer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Maybe occasionally the cat would walk across it. And you know. don't get me wrong, right? There's a there's a market for minimalist synthwave chiptune nonsense, and I say nonsense just because not because I'm making fun, but because it's fun to listen to, right? There's a market for that, but not in an action game where you want people to be running left and right and zapping enemies and having loads of fun, be action fueled. Yeah, it's an action platformer. We're having loads of fun. Like imagine, right? Imagine. You drop the cartridge for Super Mario Brothers into the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES into your NES, right? Oh, both of them. Right? And instead of the game starting, you start the game, right? So if you can insert it in here, the overworld theme, right? You can hear that's jolly, that's fun, let's do this, we're on a mystical adventure, right? But instead of that, it was like... It wouldn't be as fun, right? That's what they did with the music for Power Blade 2 or Captain Saver or whatever you want to call yourself. They ruined it. Captain Saver. Just chucking random lightsabers. I'd bring it up. Absolutely, right? Right, you've got Captain in the title of your game. Captain, right? And the superhero is for the era, right? It's the early 90s. For the era, the the hero that you play as is like a six-foot-tall, jacked-up, blonde-haired dude who's going to go and save some people. And you see him in the intro sequence. He's riding a motorcycle, for goodness sake. And then you hit start the first level and say, if so what you're saying is if if anyone plays this game just mute it and put on the soundtrack for uh, rise of the triad absolutely absolutely there's not any game there's no game on the planet that can't be improved by that soundtrack absolutely even games where you're supposed to concentrate just bang it on in the background tetris boom sudoku boom age of empires boom um what have we got cooking mama boom the, the Mary-Kate Nolson babysitting game, boom. Put it in there. That's what we chess, want. Chess master. <laughs> chess master. Drop it in there. Let's hear this. Destruction Derby. Drop it in there. It, it would be it would be brilliant. Power, right? power Wash Simulator, Five Nights at Freddy's, anything you like. Absolutely. Absolutely. That stupid game where you play as a, a piece of toast, that one. I am bread. That's it. I am bread. Um, her, her story. Love her kid. Right. <laughs> All of these titles. But, House uh, Flipper, that? Toy Story, 
Texas, um, not Texas Chainsaw, Lollipop Chainsaw, whatever you like. What's Two for one. one. What's that one where you're a a you got to run left and right and pick up all the bits? And uh, that you, you know oh, what you know, I mean, don't you, Squidge? Um, like Party Chef or something like that. I want to say Overcooked. That's the one, Overcooked, right? Mm. You put the put put the Rise of the Triad music in there. You're golden. You can't get any better than that. Halo, Halo, get rid of that nonsense. Rise of the Triad. Right? Put the Rise of the Triad music in there. You know what's going on. You would just call this the Rise of the Triad episode. <laughs> you get a lot more excited about that than you are Captain Saber. Well, that's because Captain Saber sucks. It sucks so hard that it blows. Right? That's how hard it sucks. That, that game sucks so much it makes the, the universe inverse and it blows instead. That's exa- that is exactly it. Oh, God. Okay. It's dreadful. Don't play this game, folks. Play the first one. If you can get it, if you've got a NES and you can get it, get the first one and play it. I'm not going to um, recommend that people go look for a ROM and download it, but I'm sure it's on like the Nintendo store somehow. If it is, get it. It is a ton of fun, and it, you know it will take you maybe forty minutes for the entire game loop from start to finish. You'll beat the game. Forty minutes, loads of fun, bish bash bosh, sorted. I guarantee you'll have a wonderful time. Okay. So, difficult question here. Okay. Hopefully you can get some actual content out of it, but a difficult question. Are there any redeeming features? We can use the cartridge to hold your door open if you want. Makes a good coaster. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you need something to throw at the cat, it's it's right there. Ironically, if you throw it out of the window, it doesn't come back. No, it doesn't. That's... See, that's another thing, right? They screwed it up. You throw the cartridge out the window, it doesn't come back. It's a boomerang game for f- sake. You can use it to, you know, when your printer stops working and you want to thump the printer but don't want to hurt your hand. Power blade too. It can be used as an offensive weapon. Absolutely. But it shouldn't. Totally not, officer. I didn't hit him with it. I, I didn't hit him. Power blade two hit him. It was Captain Saver. That's what you need to call that. That's it. Captain Saber hit him. I had nothing to do with that. Wasn't I? Wasn't even born at the time. What are you talking about? You mentioned Captain Saver. What that dude who just gives people coupons? No, no, the game. Forget it. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm Captain Saver, and I'm going to give you coupons. You know the guy in the Napoleon hat, the the multicolored face thing, walking around with his underpants on the outside of his jeans, with some sort of cloak on, just going, "Here's twenty p off your next shop at." So, no, he doesn't wear his underpants on the outside of his jeans. He wears his underpants on the outside of his T-shirt, like across his chest. Or is that Captain Underpants? I don't know. Oh, I've only been on the tablets again. I don't know. You're mistaken. You're getting mistaken with something from Marvel, I think. So, Power Blade, let me tell you why it's the greatest game ever made. No, 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 no. No, we're about Power Blade 2 and redeeming features, and I'm talking about actual in-game, not what you can use the cartridge for. Redeeming features of Power Blade 2. You can take the cartridge out, put Power Blade in. That's what you can do. (laughs) 
it's a great space to 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 keep the the cartridge bay in your NES from getting dusty because you can put it and then take it straight out to slide another game in like Power Blade or TMNT or Super Mario Brothers or like Boulder Dash or um, Captain Skyhawk any of those really cool games right that's what you'll do with it it'll always load because the game sucks so hard that it blows so you never have the dust problem absolutely that's exactly it. it's great it's a self cleaning game you're catching the way that I'm drifting I like it I like it it's a self cleaning game. I mean, you know. So, being slightly serious, are there any redeeming features? If you've never played the first one, and you and you want to play a Metroid style game, you might like it. The cover art's quite nice. It's by the same person who did the cover art for the first game. Who um, he was actually, um, I want to say Michael Windbauer. That's probably wrong. Um, he's actually just he's just an artist. He's, he's like he just does art, right? And the folks who made the game were like, when they when they when they translated the American game over, localized the American game, uh, the first one into Power Blade. They contacted him and went, "Can you do us the box art for this? We want something cool and action movie. It's got to have the the boomerang on it." And essentially, what he did was he, he painted a selfie of himself. Right, he took a selfie and then painted it. Right, and what actually happened was um, they were actually sued by, I want to say it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, because they'd said that they'd used, they misappropriated an image of him for the box art. And the the artist, again, I think it's Michael Winbrow, but I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, probably getting it wrong. He was able to prove him in court, no, this is the photograph I took. And he held it up in court, and it's him with a pair of, like, um, Brett the Hitman Heart-style sunglasses on, holding a mop, right? And the mop in on the cover art is what he replaced with the boomerang. It's brilliant, it's genius, right? But what they didn't spot, mop. right? Because the 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 um, the attorneys for not the defense, what's the other side of it in a, in a law prosecution? In a, prosecution yeah, they just, they they hadn't actually booted the if they'd have booted the game, they would have realized that yes, they did misappropriate a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger because on the title screen, it's a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? But they didn't boot the game, so they never knew. <laughs> That, that wasn't the only game to suffer from that. Most famously, Contra uh, well, took an image of uh, Sly Stallone as Rambo and Isle Schwarzenegger as Dutch from Predator side by side, and the main enemy was adapted from a picture of a xenomorph from the Aliens franchise. Or was it the Alien one, Queen? I think it was the Alien Queen. This one is relatively well known as well. Um, the original box art as, in quotes, here they come, designed... By um uh, by what's his name Hideo Kojima, designed by Hideo Kojima, is just a picture of Michael Bien. Yeah, like it's a photo of Michael Bien that he's traced. <laughs> yeah, because because back in the day, it wasn't as simple as right click, uh, save image as, and then print. It was a bit more involved, so that's why it was designed. You know. Yeah. Right. But yes. Um, so yeah, uh, Power Blade, excellent game. Power Blade Two. Sucks so hard that it blows. So much for redeeming features then, apart from possible assault weapon. Uh, okay. Not possible, probable assault weapon. Actual assault weapon. Like you throw it. So the only way the Power Blade 2 would act like a boomerang is if you threw it at someone, it hurt them, they got angry and threw it back. Okay. So folks, don't, throw, don't go around throwing NES cartridges at people. One, because it'll damage your NES cartridge. And you'll never be able to sell it. 
And two, it's really, really illegal. <laughs> like attacking people illegal in almost every country in the world. Don't, just don't do it. Just be nice to everyone, right? I mean, it's 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 more illegal to break a NES cartridge than it is to assault people. But don't let don't let that stop you. Um, or do let that stop you. I don't know. Uh, do we like? So would you say Power Blade Two is a slog to get through? Do you lose concentration? Do you just like feel drained? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, see, what I do is I put the game on and I play it a little bit, and then like I don't realize, but I've dropped the controller. And I just sort of stare off into the distance and start drooling. That's how much of a slog it is to get through. My brain would rather switch itself off than play this game. Well, that's that's a good segue into today's sponsor. Yes, today's sponsor is Powerblades Power Bars. Powerblades Power Bars gives you all the energy you need to fend off the aliens that have infected the master computer. The same computer that humanity has entrusted with all its data, including bank account data, home addresses, and various TikTok account details. That's right, the next time you're stuck in the future fighting the master computer, or even blazing through to your next game of Powerblade 2, enjoy the unique flavours such as Red Boomerang, Fully Armoured, and the fan favourite, Peck Sweat. That's right, finger dexterity, fingers of fury, and even an extra antenna sprouting from your head can be yours with just one bite of a Powerblade power bar. Not only to be enjoyed to power up your next playthrough of Powerblade 2, the power bar has all the explosive nutrition and minerals of the Samsung Galaxy Note 7, giving you just the boost you need to either get the housework done or performing the hottest new dance craze for your TikTok videos, or why not do both? Multitasking can be achieved with a Powerblade power bar. Very kind yeah. of the Powerblade power bar to, uh, to sponsor this episode. So, at the checkout, remember to use the code SUCKSOHARD that it blows waffling tailors, that sounds so wrong, to get all of their stock thrown at you with reckless abandon. Very, very kind of the Powerblade power bar to uh, sponsor this episode, I have to say. Very kind indeed. Uh, very strange that you managed to book them without knowing what the game that I was going to talk about. Like, is that a coincidence? Or did you, like, read it's my... It's incidence with a C. Well, I mean, that, that solves it. That's right there. Right there, you've just solved it, right there. I like it. I don't like solving things. That way I've gained some sort of responsibility, which means I can get yelled at when stuff goes wrong. So I didn't do a damn thing. Hands up. I mean, didn't can, click anything. Wasn't Can't you, like, accidentally solve stuff? Like... No. Fall ass backwards. Listen, this ain't an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Power Bar. That, that needs to be a thing you throw into episodes from now. Just, just listen, right? This isn't an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> this isn't fun time at the fair. This is fucking science. <laughs> this is serious shit. <laughs> and these are all going in the bloopers at the end, are they? No. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Get on with the fucking play. Now that the uh, now that the excessive giggling stopped, apparently, um, it's one of the uh, known side effects of the power blade power bar. Is that you just giggle for no reason? It might be the THC they put in it, or it might just be that it's really bad for you, and you know you giggle to death. I don't know. Yeah, there's worse ways to go. Absolutely. Could be possible. Mainly play. playing Power Blade Two. 
he could be forced to play Elden Ring. There's half the audience triggered. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, I'm not sure which would be worse, right? Being forced to play Power Blade 2 until you died, or being bludgeoned to death by a copy of Power Blade 2. I mean, it's like swings and roundabouts, right? I mean, you could you could reduce the amount of stress that you get from it by just having both happen at the same time. Because surely, surely massive concussions would only make the gameplay better. And they would cancel each other out. I like it. I mm. like it. I propose an experiment. Get yeah. me Captain Hobo. Not Captain Saver. Not Captain Saver. Captain Hobo. No. Right. So, next segment, if we can just get wildly back on track, because normal tracks are boring, let's get back to the wild track. I, I like um, to be wild when I'm getting stuff done, so yeah, let's do this. You're forgetting, I know you. You don't get wild. How much time have you poured slash wasted with this game? Do you have an exact amount or so rough idea? Right? It's a NES Did you game. need a shave beforehand? Or what? It's a NES game. It's an action-adventure game. So action platformer, right? And it is run from right to left, left to right, climbing up and down ladders and throwing a boomerang and stuff, right? The first game has a 40-minute game loop. You can complete it without speedrunning in 40 minutes. I know because I've done it. Because it's loads of fun to do. Power Blade 2, I have sunk 15 hours into this game throughout my life. And it's just on the menu. Well, I would love to I would love to say I just sat there and watched the menu. Because it's much more interesting than playing the game, I'll tell you that much. It's just a prologue. It's just a prologue. Yeah, it was it's very similar to um when it first came out, No Man's Sky, you have a circle on screen and it's just there and there's like light coming towards you. You don't realise until you have to push a button and then the circle fills up with a symbol. So me like an idiot, I was sat there for half an hour thinking this is taking ages to load. Mm. So Jay sat there for 15 hours and went, the hell with this. Do you know what I could have been doing stuff work? with my life. I could have trimmed my toenails. I, I could have flown a kite. Absolutely. I could have hit someone with this copper power blade too. I could have started a riot and yet I'm sat here playing the fucking game. Those are all things that I do with my life, yes. Absolutely. Do you know what doesn't take an age to load? Power blade. Go play it. Nez game. <laughs> Trust me. It's fun. Loads of fun. You'll love it. Honest. Honest. You want to get back and to the horror at hand or do you still want We've gotten to this point in the episode and I haven't even discussed just how that's it. I'm throwing my pen down on the desk. Just how disgustingly American this game is. Well, you know hang, how, hang on. Hang, you know how in most of, in most video games you pick up you pick up health packs to to get healthy. You pick up energy balls or whatever, right? In this game, you eat burgers. You need the protein. But like proper like hamburgers, like a cartoon style hamburger. It's like it's so American. It's giving me freedom. That's what it is. It's so American. It's forcing freedom upon me. <laughs> you will be free or else. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, so why is it that back in the day, right? Because we, we haven't established exactly what Nova is, 
for all we know, it could be from the future. It could be from the past. It could be, it could be flinging power bars at people instead of yeah, boomerangs. Yeah, yeah, it could be doing that, right? So some sort of special forces guy, no background given. That's half the reason why even the first one won't work today, right? So back in the NES era, everyone was a special forces guy. Nova, Red Mage, even Mario when he wasn't being a doctor and Toadstool. You can't tell me he wasn't a secret agent. Absolutely, right? Toadstool was clearly, right? This isn't even a, a yeah, this isn't even a conspiracy right now. Toadstool gets Tangent. everywhere. He is he's he's the R two D two of the Super Mario Brothers universe. Right? Oh, he's a fun guy. Sorry, I didn't expect it to be as loud as that. <laughs> Yeah, Giazen got his shipment of tumbleweed today, so he dropped his pen right. instead. Yes. Um but yes, right? So he's he's the R2D2 of the universe. And and Mario he does everything. He is James Bond. He is one of the most overqualified plumbers I have ever met in my life. You but like it says a lot about the what the Japanese think of the American medical system. <laughs> <laughs> that you could become ill, go to your doctor, realize how expensive it is, go to your plumber who just goes, here's a bunch of pills, just take these. And the is this one? No, now this one? No, now this one? Oh, you've gone uh, an attractive shade of yellow. Okay, now this one? Now the- oh, you've gone green now? Brilliant. We're getting somewhere. And now this one, uh, this one, and then you're dead. Excellent. Another case. What you're telling me... What you're telling me here is two things. One, Mario bought his qualification off the internet before there was the internet. And two, Mario is responsible for the Incredible Hulk. Here's the thing, Rip. If you are the only human being in uh, in, a, in an area, right? you're the only human being in the Mushroom Kingdom, and somebody says, quick, I need a doctor, and you want that glory, right? you could just say, yeah, I'm a doctor. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm a doctor. Uh... Here's some grass. Chew on that. That's fine. Uh, 50 quid, please. Okay. Uh, you need... Oh, oh, gosh. You've bashed your toe really badly there. Um, what we'll do is um, we'll grind up this brick and rub it in your eyeballs. 50 quid, please. Right? You can do whatever you... And this is what he's doing. Mario is, is just exploiting these people. He's exploiting them. <laughs> I've just we got this. boycott Mario. And all I've other got... racist Italian-American caricatures. So I've just got this image of Mario finding this lab coat and he gets the disc thing that all yeah. stereotypical doctors have back in the day, right? And they mistake him for a doctor. So a Goomba runs up to him and he's got his little coat and he goes, Mario, Mario, please help me. Mario goes, fuck, and drop kicks him off a cliff. Yeah. And then when everyone turns to him in horror, he goes, well, he was contagious. I saved really? us all. Absolutely. When you are the sole medical professional... You can do anything you want as a, as a medical professional. We've had a lot of fun on this episode of The Waffling Taylor so far, but if you're a medical professional or studying to be a medical professional or indeed just interested in being a med- medical professional, don't do that. Go play video games instead. Go play Power Blade because it's really good for you. And don't forget, Power Blade Power Bars. Remember, Squidge says, don't be a dick. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> What's up with me? You've got lumps. What kind of lumps? I don't know. Yeah, You've just uh, got lumps. Deal with it. Yeah, I've got purple ones that are weeping. 
Right. Okay. What you need is power blade, mate. They'll fall off eventually. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if I poke it with my finger, does it? That's like that's the beginning of it. That's how medicine started. It has when I poke it. Well, your finger's Don't broken. Shut off, mate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Back to the plot. Plot. Do you think, for better or for worse, that this game is a game changer? I'll tell you how, how it's a game changer. You change the game back to the first one. Like you take the cartridge out, you put the first one in. That's how it's a game changer. Day on point. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, right? Is it a game changer? No. Because they took all of the stuff <laughs> that, re- that, like, genuinely, not being stupid, right? not being silly... They took all the bits that made the first game brilliant and they threw it all in the garbage and then they went, what if we made a Metroid ripoff that looked a bit like um, if you took Cobra and put a brown filter on the movie, right? And that, that's that's what they did. And if you've never played the first... I keep banging on about the first one, right? But if you've never played the first one, you won't realize the genius that they took out. Yeah, I joked about the fact that in the first one you pick up burgers to get health, but it is like the gameplay is is simplistic. Sorry, let me put it a better way. The gameplay is simple without being overly simplistic. You are running left to right. You are throwing a boomerang or multiple boomerangs if you get the power-ups to do that. And you are jumping and collecting stuff. But like Mario is simpler, right? You're running left to right, jumping on stuff and collecting stuff. And yet, just the first game is just so good. And for some reason, they, they decided, wouldn't it be great? I mean, they didn't consciously decide. Let's let's not be silly, right? They didn't consciously decide. Let's take all the good stuff for the first one and throw it in the bin. I get that they tried to iterate on the design, but they just missed the mark by so much. Like, imagine if, if you took Final Fantasy VII, right? Oh, here we go. Imagine the board meeting, right? Final Fantasy VII, yes. you go on it. You've spent you've spent a hundred thousand dollars in North America alone just to advertise this game. But what's great about it is you've recouped that and a whole million, two million, three million, whatever back, right? Whatever it was that it sold. I think it's like seven million dollars in profit is what it made in the US or something like that, right? So you've made all this money and you're like and you get the you get your, your design team together and you're like, folks, that game was amazing. We need another one precisely precisely like that but with one or two changes just so that everybody knows it's a new one all right what we're we gonna do right first of all this rpg's nonsense get rid of that right secondly text on screen get rid of that we don't want a story get rid of the story so we haven't got the rpg elements we haven't got the story get rid of that now the characters i didn't like them when they were like the little silly like polygon thing yeah right just get rid of that make it all 2d right now that it's 2D, you know that music that was... Get rid of it. It's taking up too much space. It requires too much money to have that, right? Take all of those bits out of Final Fantasy VII, throw them in the garbage, and release the next game based on what you've got left. That's what they did for Power Blade 2. You just described Chocobo Racing. Chocobo Racing's fun. It's just not a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, but all the things you described... 
you know, instead of going, well, let's put an eight instead of a seven. That's a good start, right? Yeah, we're you know, one and, more. That's brilliant. And, I like it. And to iterate from there, you, you just went from Final Fantasy VII to Chocobo Racing. I must say Chocobo oh. Racing's bad. It's just everything you took out. Mm-hmm. You turn Final Fantasy VII to a go-kart game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... But yeah, it just I don't think it was a game changer at all, was uh, Power Blade 2. I think they... they I mean, there's a, reason why, there's a reason why they stopped at the second one, right? It ain't dry anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going to piggyback a little bit on that because I think, I think you can, right? I think where it went wrong, the majority of it, if you could stomach the gameplay and whatever, was the bosses, mm. right? And I give you a prime example because the, bo- the bosses on the first Power Blade were a little bit weird, but I don't know what you're expecting. You know, you've got a jump in Frankenstein, a green teapot, and bees, right? Mm. But Power Blade 2. Bees. Bees. Right? Power Blade 2. I didn't get that far, so I can only assume when it comes to bosses, you know, that it consists of a 76-sided Rubik's Cube, a demonic road sign, and a cloud containing a ski lift. Stop giving the Pokemon company ideas. They're way ahead of me. But They're way ahead of me. I can undercut you completely, right? Because what they did for the bosses was they recycled the exact same bosses. What? They are they are the exact same bosses. It is the exact same storyline. It is and it's and like I said, they took all the good stuff out, put loads of other stuff back in and released that. They're the same bosses, it's the same story. It's it's just packaged ever so slightly differently. It's like they it's like they knew what EA was gonna do with FIFA, right? It's a shame. I kinda want to see a cloud with a ski lift in it. Well, I mean I could draw you one if you want. Give me some. Nah. I want to draw you one, Squidge. Cloud with a ski lift. Now, if you could do that again, but keep your clothes on, that'd be amazing. No, I draw in the nude. That's what nude drawing is, isn't it? I do wonder why you're a computer programmer. Is is that why is that why I got kicked out of art class? I mean, it wouldn't have helped. <laughs> you know, Jackson Pollock, mate. Yeah, let's face it. <laughs> be naked, you might think I am. But anyway, it's always an expression. <laughs> Anyone want a butt print? <laughs> Call of Johnny Bravo. Right, that's <clears throat> an obscure reference for you. So, <laughs> so before we get to the main the main part at the end that everyone I assume everyone likes um, was this game a product of its time? This game was a product of people taking mushrooms and running into walls head first but <laughs> that's like 90% of the games on the NES though yeah. on, a, a little boy right, jumps into bed and suddenly he goes across these Fast landscapes on the back of a fucking gorilla. Is it not, Little Nemo? Something like that? Not just the Niz. Need I mention Super Fantasy Zone on the Sega Mega Drive? I wish you would. I wish everyone would more often. They should. It's a brilliant game. You should totally play it. That and some weird ones on the PS1. Non linear shmup. Brilliant. Give me more. Feed it directly into my eyeballs. I want more of it. The eyeball mush. Just give it. 
Give it. That's it. Right into my eyeball food. Yeah, it's um. See, I I think right. Power Blade Two was a product of a time that hadn't existed yet. Right. Is it's a brown grey Metroidvania game before brown grey shooters came popular in two thousand and ten time. Absolutely, absolutely. I would say so it, the, it's the not 90s. like Jump the Shark twenty years early. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Um, is it a product of its time? Probably. Where you know companies were going, what's selling really well? Let's do that, right? Because around the time that this was released, I want to say like they were probably making Super Metroid. So Metroid itself had been out for ages, but they were probably making Super Metroid, and so that was all over the press. And one of the designers would have gone, "Wouldn't it be brilliant if we made?" Like Super Metroid. So it was known as Super Metroid because it was on the Super Nintendo and because it could display, the Super Nintendo hardware could display from a palette of 65,000 colors. The NES had a palette of about 128 colors but couldn't display more than four on the screen at any one time. So that's why the Super games on on the SNES were called Super Star Wars, Super Mario Collection, Super Metroid, Super Race Car FX, or whatever it is, right? No blast processing needed. Absolutely. None of that was required, right? But the problem was that they went, what if we did that, but on the NES? Now, there are some very, very clever hardware-level hacks for the NES. And there's even, like, new ones coming out now with people playing around with the hardware. Um, But you ain't never going to be able to make Super Metroid on the NES. Be realistic. It's great to have a goal, but that's never going to happen. That's that's a personal, that's a phrase I don't like in my personal life. Be realistic. Be realistic, which to me, it's I'm nicking this from Dylan Moran, but be realistic, which to me, all I hear is, see everything my way or die. So, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the be realistic thing because it, it just it just limits creativity and the fact that i need to wear actual clothes so yeah you um, can't have like a tentacle coming out of your ear well those extra antenna you know it's what you get when you eat power bars um yes the power blade power bar gives you the extra yeah. antenna. you can have indeed a tentacle growing out of your ear don't worry about be realistic be weirdistic yourself don't be a dick We've lost him. (laughs) Right, okay. Right, so in front of you, you see the cupboard of shame, which is indeed made out of Cyberpunk 2077 before the 1.5 patch. It is glowing a weird colour. What we'll do is we'll open the door. It's big yellow safe. I've already put the code in. We're going to open the door. In front of you, you see three sections. Or there'll be four if Andrew had his way, which I'll mention briefly, but we're not going to talk about it. So, on the left. It's kind of gone a bit weird. It used to be, it was either a purple portal or a green one, which more greeny blue, so we don't get copyright strike from Rick and Morty. Now it's just evolved into rainbow colours don't know why i like it it's growing in intent it's 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 either a black hole to crush stuff or it's just a portal to another dimension that's on the left right and it's sort of if you go close to it you feel like you're getting dragged into it right so that's where you go to delete the game from history 
Okay, that's a left-hand section. Let's just delete it completely from history, with the with the only added bonus of you'd know it existed, so you could have the thought of, well, I I saved you from playing that, ah, and I agree that kind of thing. You could have the the egotistical knowledge of I saved everyone from this pile of shit game. In the middle, oh, Git mode is what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, some more Git mode, whatever you want to call it, right? I like that. You know, in the middle, there's a section. It's a little dusty. You can see the wireframe. You can see the scaffolding in the back. You know, it's it's the it's the kind of place where you it's what you'd expect in like self storage. A little bit dusty. There's a weird stain we don't talk about. It smells a bit funky. Yeah, it's all right. This is where you go. This is what you do with the game if you just flung it in there and you want to forget about it. For you to forget about it completely because. It exists. Everyone knows it exists. Your your copy. Assuming you've got a copy, you just want to get rid. Just chuck it in there. The hell with it. Okay. Right. However, on the right hand side, nicely shelved, purpley red velvet. Looks really nice. Smells nice. Weird smell of berries and gooseberries. Don't know why gooseberries. It's changed its smell. I think it's evolving. There is little little shelves. Little pillows, even for things that you want to put in there and just just keep, but don't want eye contact. Uh, a bit of hungry. That's you get hungry. Yeah, yeah. Well, not no, not really, because that's where you put stuff, right? This is where guilty pleasures go. So it's where you you put it in. You're not being that nasty to it. Where every so often you could just dip in and grab it. So there's so there's a couple of games that are underneath a big box copy of uh, Skyrim which um, Chief put in there. There's a couple of other games in there. And there is a fourth section, which is a portal straight to uh, Dante's 7th level of hell, but Andrew put that there. I'm trying to get rid of it. So, those are your three sections for the cover to shame. Now, talk me through what you would actually do with Power Blade 2. Tell me which section. Talk me through why you put it into that section. Dante's portal into the Inferno. I'm getting rid of that now. No, you can't. That's some Andrew put there. You got three sections. Delete from existence, chuck in there and forget, or chuck in there as a guilty pleasure. Delete from existence, then take a bunch of mushrooms and run into a wall, so then I can't remember it either. That's no, you can't do that. You could just have smug git mode. You, you, if no, you fling it in to the run. bottle. Then no, 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 you no, no, you you could be you could be like those time paradox TV shows where it's sort of like everyone lives in blissful ignorance of the fact that I saved everyone, but no one could ever know. Kind Are of. You thing. saying I would create a Mandela effect? It, it'd be kind of like a Doctor Who episode, yeah. You know what? I'm happy. You'd save the universe, but you no one would ever be able to know apart from you. You know what? I'm happy with that. Let's put it on the left where it will be forgotten from from the world completely, and then I'll just be just like. Are we curled up in a ball, rocking backwards and forwards, going, probably to, probably to. Average Saturday night for you, then. There was a sequel, and it, it was dreadful, and it was a brown, brown gray, and it was, it was just, it was bad. Oh, oh. Like that. Until, oh. Someone, until someone comes over to you, puts their hand on your shoulder, goes, it's all right, Jay, it's fine. Do you want to go naked drawing again? At which point a big smile goes in your face. Goes, I'll go draw! And he's running off as his clothes are coming off. Yay, so he's yay. easily swayed. Yeah. So Draw naked clouds, clouds with, with stair lifts coming out of him again. Yay! So you would yeet, boot, and drop kick the game 
into the portal to delete it from existence. Absolutely, without a seconds, seconds, with it, without without in my line. That's what I would do. Is <laughs> is deleted the game and the rest of the script? Could you believe it? I, I, I would yeah. eat it into wherever it would. The, the closest thing that gets it out of the world, that's where it's going into. I don't care about what happens in the other dimension when it gets there. It's out of sight, out of mind. Without even a second's thought, I would, yep, it's gone. Get rid of it. Power blade. With my power bar, power blade, power bar. Well, in that case, congratulations. You're the hundredth person to say, no, you're the first person to say you would delete it from existence. What you've won is a whole hour of naked drawing. How do you feel? Yay! <laughs> and I use the crayons as well. It's got to be on the paper. You can't stuff them up your nose. Not like last time. Okay. Yeah. Four hours in. Four hours in A&E to get a green crayon out of his left nostril. Would you believe it? It's only because it was the same color as my snot, and I wanted it to go back home. Four hours while I was sat there, I was trying to get it out your nose. A doctor came out, slapped the back of your head. And it went flying. Yeah. Four hours. Said, Time I'm not going to get back. You were always making a wonderful whistling noise with my nose. And I was in the shower. And I had to take you to A&E because you stuffed a crying up your bleeding nose. If I stuck you on an infinite radial plane, you'd dedicate your time to find the one pedal and banging your eye off it, wouldn't you? Again, another Dilmer on joke, but it's amazing. I mean, if the shoe fits... Or the oh, crayon. <laughs> Much like the intro, I always have trouble ending these bloody things. Um, so I'm not going to give you a chance to plug any of your stuff because you won't shut up once you start. So what do you want to do? No. That. Good. You will be good, or you will get the crayons. Oh, I want the crayons. Good. Be good. Okay, I'll be good. Sweet. Right. So, you have spent your time, however long the hell this is, I'm going to have to go do something. I'll take some mushrooms and run at a wall so I don't remember this, I think. Yay! <laughs> Everyone should run at a wall. They should do it all day long. Sing with me. And this, uh, uh, See, that's where it went wrong. You said, sing with me, and someone, someone shoved a crayon up your nose. Who thought this was a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Thumbs up, not up your nose. All right? You didn't see that. You didn't want to see that. Trust me. Right. So I'm not going to give him a chance to plug anything because he did enough of that at the beginning, along with his explanations and other random crap. So... You have spent a period of time listening to me go on the, the uh, cupboard of shame with my broadcast partner who snuck in. I'm going to have to change them centuries, get the cannons back out again. Hey, listen here, bollocks, get your ass back here. We're not finished yet. I'm going to take that and reverse it and see if I can make it sound like Legion again. Good. If I can. 
I'll give it a go. You never know. I love a challenge. I think. Anyway, you have spent a number, uh, uh, an amount of time, which I will forget about after I run into a wall, um, listening to the cupboard of shame with Jay, and he talks about Power Blade Two. No more power bars. Good. No more. Good. No more power bars. The the hell with that. Yeah, and you wonder why. Do <laughs> you wonder why it's regressed into um, colouring naked in the corner? Don't look. Don't look. Don't bleach your eyes. You don't need to. Um. I'm, I'm just going to do with the bare bones when it comes to socials because I can never remember this stuff. So, um, cover to shame uh, with me, Squidge. Um, I hope you've enjoyed. It's been an experience, um, especially this time. Um, socials, I'll make it quick. Uh, Waffleandtails.rocks, we're on uh, Twitter, we're on Facebook, DMs are open. Occasionally we're on Twitch when I can be bothered to go on there. Hopefully I'll be getting that back up. There is a thing on the website where you can search for games that we've talked about. You click on it, it'll give you the episode. You can see who's on there and who's talked to it and it clicks. It's just, it's like a Twitter, not a Twitter. It's, it's like, a, it's, it's, it's a Wikipedia rabbit hole. You click one and it just keeps on going. It's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Um, so don't do it. But yeah, um, I hope you've enjoyed. Um, this has been one hell of an experience that, uh, Shouldn't have happened in the first place. I was going to interview someone else so you snuck in. Little job shite. That's me. We had lots of fun in this episode of Tap. Hang on, let me try that again. We had a stay in. The power bar has all the explosive nutrition and minerals of the Samsung Galaxy Note. (laughs) Shit. I saw where you were going with that. Okay, let me... Play with me. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, this ball. (laughs) (laughs) It was the way you said, Pick sweat. (laughs) Use the promo code Sucks So Hard That It Blows at checkout to get 20% off. That's going to take some creative editing. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. See the show notes for more details.